Hello there and welcome back to another episode of Fact, Fiction or Bullshit. Of all my new listeners out there, the FFB podcast for short. Hi, my name is PJ and every episode will delve into the unknown to look at the history, the facts, the theories and conspiracies then ultimately decide fact, fiction or bullshit. We've all had shit days, right? You get home, you start to grumble to yourself. Then because you're in a completely foul mood, nothing ever seems to go right. Things seem to fall over just because you looked at them. Then your bin bag will split even before you've made it to the front door. Then to make matters worse, your smoke alarm starts to go off and you realise that you've burnt the dinner. You stand there and think, why me? But what would you do if all of a sudden you start to hear voices in your own head? Then you think you see things that might be there or might not be there. You begin to question your own sanity because I know I would. I would just put it down to it being a horrible day. But what would you do if this happened every day? Doctors straight away I'm guessing. But imagine this. All this is happening and you're only 16 years of age. Who do you turn to? What do you do? For me this is the stuff of nightmares. Today ladies, gents and people. We're going to be talking about Annalise Michelle, or as you might recognise, a little bit more familiar, known as Emily Rose, and her real life exorcism, where I will be asking the questions, was she really possessed? Or was she just a poor young girl who was seriously not well? And did the parents deserve to be prosecuted by the police? Join me, ladies, gentlemen, and people, as I scare not only myself stupid, but you people too. Just want to put this out there. This is a scary episode, ladies, gents, and people. And anyone not of age or anyone who scares very easily, then please turn off now. I really do go all out on this one. But before we start, I want to explain a bit more about the term exorcism and what that means, and what they do to the person who claims to have been possessed. The word exorcism means the expulsion or attempted expulsion of a supposed evil spirit from a person or a place. An exorcism is the religious or spiritual practice of evicting demons, jinns, or other spiritual entities from a person or an area that they believe to be possessed. Depending on the spiritual beliefs of the exorcist, this may be done by causing the entity to share an oath, performing an elaborate ritual, or simply commanding it to depart in the name of a higher power. The practice is ancient and part of a belief system of many cultures and religions. When I started researching exorcisms, I found that an exorcism is not only exclusive to Christianity, they practice this in various other religions too. What normally happens is when someone becomes ill, pastors or exorcism practitioners will visit the person's home. Then, with the help of others who believe in faith healing, 
strive to heal them without the use of drugs or anything else. For me, ladies, gents and people, this seems kind of wrong in my opinion. Surely you must have to get to, like a doctor's permission for something like this to take place. So I did some research and I did check this out. And according to the Vatican's guidelines issued in 1999, the person who claims to be possessed must be evaluated by doctors to rule out mental or physical illness, must have no addiction issues. This is when it gets a little bit weird. They must have no experience in engaging of the occult, witchcraft, black magic, fortune tellers, crystals, wizards or game boards. Some of the other questions they asked were a little out there too. Like, have you ever tried to communicate with demons or the devil himself? Do you want to be free of all influences? And will you do what must be done? However, for Annalise Michelle, this would not have counted, as her incident took place in 1970. But, before I get on to Annalise, I want to go into a little bit more about an exorcism. As to be honest, ladies, gents and people, I am so sceptical when it comes to these sort of things, it's untrue. Of course, I would love to believe in the paranormal and ghosts and everything else that goes with it. But like many cases within the world we live in, it all turns out to be hocus pocus. So I decided to find some videos to watch to see what I could find. And it turns out, it's harder than it looks. It's harder than it looks as the Vatican forbids any exorcisms to ever be filmed. That was up until Daniel Totcher filmed one through a keyhole at a church. Through a keyhole, I mean, the first thing I thought that this is going to be garbage. And I'm going to put the link for this video in the description uh, on, on Spotify. So have a look if you want. What I can promise you is that the screams and every bit of noise you hear coming out of that room is enough to make you not want to go to sleep at night. What makes this more scary is the Vatican even confirmed that this was an official exorcism taking place. But as for anything in a more full capacity, I don't think you can find one. And I look for the whole evening, ladies, gents and people, you know me, and that's the best I could do. I do have questions though. Why won't the Vatican let anyone film it? What goes on that they don't want no one to see? Is a doctor present whilst all this is going on? As I say, ladies, gents and people, this is just leading me down that rabbit hole again. But to be honest, though, I did find lots of audio. Just no videos. And I'm going to play part of one of the ones that kind of scared me a bit. It's not in English, so it won't be a long clip. And I promise you this, when you listen to that voice, it's nightmarish.
la corona me distruye ogni ave maria me scoppia il cervello è una preghiera semplice che non tutti fanno ma chi la fa si unisce alla vita di Cristo e di Maria e a me mi scoppio il cervello sentire quella cantilena non lo sopporto wow as you can see ladies and gentlemen people nightmarish and that's enough to make me sleep with the lights on for the rest of my life. I have so many questions right now. But I want to move on to the actual event. Where we speak about Annalise Michelle, otherwise known as Emily Rose. In her real name was Anna Elizabeth Michelle. She went by the name Annalise and was born in 1952 in West Germany. She had three sisters. Her parents were very strict Roman Catholics and they went to church twice a week. Three of her aunts were even nuns. So it's safe to say that she was a devout Catholic. Annalise was only 16 years of age when she had her first seizure. She was diagnosed by neurologists as having temporal lobe epilepsy and shortly after that depression. In 1970, her family and doctors had her remitted to a psychiatric hospital. As you can see, ladies and gentlemen, people, this is not a good time for her. Not only because obviously she was admitted, but once she arrived, her condition only worsened. And it worsened despite numerous medication prescribed to her. Her epilepsy eventually caused psychosis as well. If any of you that don't know, psychosis is when you see, hear, or believe things that aren't real. Annalise claimed to have seen the devil's face whilst praying, as well as hearing voices in her head that were whispering to her, telling her that she was damned and that she would rot in hell. It was that bad, ladies and gentlemen, people, that she even contemplated suicide. In addition to seeing and hearing the devil, she became intolerant of religious objects. And this is when the family becomes suspicious. She was sent to San Damiano on a religious pilgrimage and it was on her return that her chaperone told Annalise's parents that she had been unable to drink the blessed water and that she had actively avoided all images of Jesus. With all that was happening and what had gone on, her parents had become convinced that she was possessed. Her parents then reached out to the church to request an exorcism, but the church were reluctant, and they were denied many times. Eventually, two priests went to see her, and they discovered that in addition to her anti-religious behaviour, she was also harming herself, trying to harm others, drinking her own urine, eating insects, and that she had bit the head off a dead bird. Ladies and gentlemen, people, to me, she sounds like a very sick teenage child. 
And ladies and gentlemen, people, to remember that she was just 18. I, I know I say child, but back then it was a different time, a different age. In 1975, they got permission to carry out the request of an exorcism. This is, for me, a shocking moment of this of this case this is when her parents stopped consulting doctors and decided to rely strictly on the church for her healing over the course of 10 months two priests performed 67 exorcisms each lasting for up to four hours long now ladies gents and people i do have a short audio clip of this i'm going to play it it's in german but you will recognize the tone this is worse than the first one. And it still scares me now, and I've listened to it a few times, but here we go. Did warn you, ladies, gents, and people. Yet again, scary as hell. Near the end, Annalise refused to eat anything, believing that fasting would help her rid her body of the demonic influences. Sadly, Annalise died July 1st, 1976, due to malnutrition and dehydration. At her death, she only weighed 68 pounds. You can actually see a photo of her a few days before she died. It's one of the photos you wish you could unsee. She was completely skin and bones. And to be honest, I think she could have weighed less. Like I said, one of the pictures that you wish you hadn't looked at, it was just truly horrifying. Now this is where it gets unusual. The parents were charged with negligent homicide. But not only the parents, the priests as well. Unusual still, the church even paid for all their lawyers. And some of the things I've read about the trial intrigued me. Uh, uh, one of the cases, uh, 
in, within like the court that were put forward, they said that her death was was preventable. You know, her death was preventable because if there would have been a doctor there, he could have intervened and saved this young lady's life. Psychiatrists have said that Annalise was so convinced that she was possessed, and she was she was convinced because the idea had been introduced and reinforced to her through each exorcism. This for me was a Jenga moment, this next one. German constitution allowed unrestricted exercise of religious beliefs. And this included exorcisms. Wow. Both her parents and both priests were found guilty of negligent homicide. They each got six months in prison with three years of probation and a fine. To me, ladies, gents and people, in my eyes, that's not enough. Now, on to my conclusion. Was Annalise Michelle really possessed? Fact, fiction or bullshit? In my eyes, it's all bullshit. She was not a well young lady from the very beginning. I know they said her condition worsened. But does the saying sometimes one needs to get worse before someone can get better come into play? Do they need to see the worst so they can diagnose you better and treat you in the right way? I think that's true in my opinion. However ladies and gentlemen people, as you know this was a very long time ago. The medical profession in that field was not as advanced as it is now. She needed real help. And even in today's climate, I think it would have been tough for her. But would she have made it through today? I, I don't know, through the medical help we have. That's hard to say. But she would have had a better percentage chance than she did back then. I also want to add this. Why did the doctors in the first place let her leave that medical facility? I think people should have asked that question. Because in today's day and age, that just simply wouldn't be allowed to happen. Now, on to my next question. Did the parents and the priests deserve to be prosecuted? Fact, fiction or bullshit? That's a fact all day long. They let her suffer. Her own religion not only failed her, but the people in power and influence also allowed her to starve herself to death because of fear of the devil. Fear of the devil that they had instilled on her in the first place. As for her parents just watching all this unfold and doing nothing, it just completely baffles me. Religion is one of the things I won't get drawn into. But I can tell you something now, if I see my son or daughter suffering on their deathbeds due to two incompetent priests, then I'm definitely saying something and there's no way I'd be letting any of this, you know, continue. In my opinion, that sentence was not harsh enough. I just want to put this out there to people. She was exercised 
67 times where people who she did not know would all gather around her and chant at her for sometimes four hours at a time. And with a medical diagnosis such as hers, that was only ever going to make her, her illness even worse than it already was. This is such a sad case as when you see earlier pictures of her, she looked like such a happy child. However, she suffered a truly, truly tragic ending. Well, that was a deep episode today. Sometimes I feel the need to do this. Because in today's day and age especially, where sometimes people suffer, they struggle with, with life, it's hard for people to be misdiagnosed and I do believe this was the case within Annalise Michelle. I also believe that sometimes you know, people can put false, false ideas within your head about how to be treated. They're called a medical profession because they are professionals at what they do to medically help people. And like I said in today's day and age, to hear a story like this and how it relates to people nowadays it's just one of them things I just want to put this out there as well that if you are struggling there are always people to help always whether it's friends or family people do listen and they do care and they can help you and listen the medical professions that are out there at this moment in time that will help you and do help you they can don't be afraid to pick up that phone don't be afraid to speak to people you can people help they always do anyway people like i said thank you for all your continued support it is truly humbling i keep saying that word a lot but it is let's just get this podcast as big as we can keep sharing keep keep sending the love it's very much appreciated next week's one is going to be a little bit more light-hearted. I'm going to go and find some weird and wacky UFO story that I can find. And I'm going to give it my take like I normally do. Ladies, gents, people, take care of yourself and take care of each other. And until next time.